let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Today on CityCast DC, on Friday, the Washington Commanders gained a new owner and the city lost a collective enemy. Defector media journalist Dave McKenna, a man who spent years chronicling the lows of the Dan Snyder era and was sued by Snyder while he worked at Washington City Paper, is here to talk about what it was like to watch Snyder's reign end and what we should expect from Josh Harris, the new owner who everyone has been greeting like a hero. Today is Monday, July 24th. I'm Michael Schaefer, and here's what DC is talking about. So I was watching on Friday all those scenes of like Josh Harris before these rapturous crowds and Thursday he bought uh, beers for all the sports radio listeners and people cheering him and kind of euphoric. And it, it made me think this is how people in the 70s must have felt like when they watched Nixon's helicopter go up from the White House after he quit. And I'm curious, how do you feel? What does it mean to you? My voice is shot from cheering so loudly of Snyder's departure no, and yelling at my kids between the two of them. I was taken by how excited sports radio was yesterday. It was like not since Gibbs return in like 2004 has the fan base been so energized. So it was a good it was a good day. I mean, I, personally, I was feeling kind of melancholy. I'm not going to lie to you. It was like uh, because I, and this is the guy who I wrote more stories about than I've written about anybody except myself, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> and and a, a guy I find fascinating, and I mean, he has to just disappear now. He there is zero role for him in in public society, especially in DC public society. He can do nothing. He can just go away. So him gone, you know, it's it's a hole in my life. I, you know, well, like when Putin's dead, Zelensky is going to be uh, kind of melancholy too. I imagine. Yeah, I, I've been joking that the city is going to miss him because there's nothing that unites the community like a shared villain. I think old people like myself, will miss him because he's endlessly fascinating to to some segment and myself. We've had our wins. You know, we've had our five Super Bowls in, in some cases and won three of them. This team has taken us as high as it can take us. And it, Snyder provided three, 365 days of, of, of news, unlike any owner in the history of sports. He, he was just nonstop. He never did anything right. And I think people were kind of fascinated I mean, there wasn't two sides to this guy, like no person in D.C. public life's history. You know, Mar Marion Barry, he had a, a positive side. There were people who liked him and there were qualities that objectively were cool. Dan, Snyder's guy, Dan Snyder has nothing. He was in a prominent position and abused his position and made enemies. He didn't make one friend like no one could pass a lie detector test saying they liked Dan Snyder. And that, that, that's a, a unique character. We were privileged to have such such a guy in our midst to see that these people really do exist. 
So one of the things he did to abuse his power was sue you, a writer who had had the temerity <laughs> to say mean things about him, uh, and to sue a paper of which uh, I was then was the editor. Dark. I mean, did you ever imagine then when you're going through that, you're staring down a million dollar lawsuit from a billionaire? Did you ever imagine him leaving this way? His tail between his legs. I think it's more surprising to me now than it would have been then because he, I had faith in the system then, you know, that he was going to get, it was a very bizarre thing uh, for people, especially above us on the masthead, the, the publishing people who, who were, they were looking at this as a business operation. I think us, like journalistically, it was only the, the greatest blessing we were ever handed, anyone's ever handed. He was a <laughs> dumbass at, at the center of the DC world doing horrible things to us, poor little us. And we had no enemies. Everyone was on our side. But I, I had faith then that he would be crushed. And he was, in our case, you know, the lawsuit wise, legally he was crushed. But then this, for the value of the franchise kept getting bigger. The prominence of the NFL kept getting bigger. I thought the kids would inherit the team that this was going to be in the Snyder family forever. I didn't think he would go away. Once once our state, the owner of the, of, the, of the Indianapolis Colts came out and said, he's got to go. Then I woke up and like, I guess a lot of people woke up before me, said, he, he's, this is it. It's all, it's over. There's like one last scandal on the way out the door. As part of the closing of the deal the, where he sold the team, he is paying a $60 million fine. This is over an investigation into sexual harassment and withholding revenue from his fellow owners. There was a an investigation commissioned by the National Football League. They promised to release it. They What's the deal with that investigation? What did it determine? Well, what should we know? What I was looking for most from the investigation was, I think, the last great whodunit or mystery was what happened on his plane coming home from the Country Music Awards in Vegas, where it was the first accusation that directly tied Dan Snyder. This is a guy who never used email. The most positive thing I can say about him is how consistent he was, but not using email. That's what saved him all these years. There was always some distances between him and the, the crime. He could pin it on somebody else, an underling. But he allegedly did, you know, sexually assaulted a woman and paid seven figures to settle it. And that didn't come out. The Washington Post found it, you know, a few years ago, and God bless them. But they never really got to the bottom. Like, I still, I mean, should, should he be in jail or what? Like, what? And, and that wasn't even referenced in the White Report. I laughed at the fine, you know, about $60 million because I, I was hoping that the sale price was going to be uh, $6.06 because that would have made it, you know, clearly just some kind of prearranged uh, deal that the, 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 he get the point zero six goes back, back to the league uh, in, a fine, in the form of a fine. Because that, that really does put some perspective on how much this franchise is worth. $6.05 billion. <laughs> It's time to get dressed up, DC. So Others Might Eat is having its Young Professionals Network Spring Soiree. That's to help raise funds for homelessness in DC. The gala is on the evening of May 17th at the National Museum of Women in the Arts. There will be live music from DJ Heat from the Washington Wizards, photo booths, food, and even a special appearance by a former actor from Pretty Little Liars. Wow. There will also be a canned food drive, so be sure to bring a few cans to support Sum's Food Pantry. Grab tickets before they're gone at sum.org slash spring soiree. That's S-O-M-E dot O-R-G slash spring soiree. See you there.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So Josh Harris shows up Friday in front of rapturous crowds. They are treating him like a hero. He's saved the day. We are, you know, like a I was thinking the Washington Post could have had a photo of some strangers kissing in front of the Washington Monument, like like VE Day in Times Square or whatever photo. So I don't think, you know, they're not very good, but I think it looks like this guy's going to get a nice long honeymoon. And I'm curious what you make of Josh Harris, the new owner and the group around him. You know, I keep hearing everyone's coming out of the woodwork now. Not that many people know Josh Harris from around here, as far as I can tell. But everyone knows his dad, who was an orthodontist. I would say, oh, yeah, he, his dad was my orthodontist. He was my orthodontist. <laughs> so I've heard that. I've heard that. from. <laughs> he was, Dr. Harris. <laughs> that guy had a practice, man. He had a booming practice. Either that or everyone's lying to get some connection to the Harris family. <laughs> but he had no presence. I was shocked because I knew of him from the Sixers. I was shocked that he was a local guy. But, you know, Snyder, I never heard of him before he bought the team either. It's a tough racket. Snyder followed an undeservedly beloved guy, Jack Ken Cook. And even though the Cook was beloved, Snyder comes in, he got the longest honeymoon. I mean, everyone in media just kissed his ass forever. And, you know, power corrupted. But I wish Snyder would have stuck around long enough to see how the area would have reacted had he won. I think had he won... There never would have been a, a, a white report. Or, or, there, there never would have been any of this shit. Do you have any faith that the new group is going to run a better either team product on the field or culture off the field? Again, if he wins, it's a better product. And that's all anyone really cares about. And I think the rest is bullshit. It's cyclical. We're, we're due for some wins. But also, like, how do you like cheer a guy who pays $6 billion for something? A guy who's got $6 billion lying around. Like... That's not something human beings can relate to. So I don't think I haven't really thought of him as a human being. <laughs> I guess I never thought of Dan Snyder as a human being either. But, but what, one thing that's interesting, though, is like he doesn't have $6 billion lying around. He has a whole bunch of partners, and they were really kind of scraping together the, the money. So it's actually a pretty big group. It's got Magic Johnson in it. It's got Mr. Rails in it. It's got Mark Ein, the current owner of Washington City Paper, in it. So it's got a lot of minority partners. That's sort of interesting for sports because it means like the, the number of people who are rich enough to own a $6 billion team is much smaller than the number of people who were, used to be rich enough to own a team. And that was pretty small. They say like rooting for the Yankees was like rooting for U.S. Steel or something. I, I feel like rooting for any at these again, the, the values to somebody my age and from my background, like it's not fair to them, I guess, you know, but I can't really consider them as normal human beings worthy of being rooted for. But so you, Dave McKenna, are one of the great bandwagon avoiders in Washington, bandwagon <laughs> toppler. And even you are being swept along a little bit in this moment of enthusiasm. Well, well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a phony uh, because I have 
gotten back into being a fan. You know, I grew up here and I was a psycho fan like everyone else. And and as you know, you couldn't get tickets. I was, you know, a seasoned uh, spectator before I could had got my first chance at tickets. And it was the NFC Championship game, 1984. Well, I just hung outside RFK and, and with the cash and got in. So I got swept up again in, in like back when I worked with you and, and others at City Paper. You can't be a fan when you write about the team, especially when, when with a, a team like this. Because then the fact that it's a business just hits you in the face every day and you can't overlook that on Sundays for a couple hours. You just, you know, you're cheering for a business that's not easy to do. But during the pandemic, I had fallen away far enough. I don't write about the team hardly at all. But I, I fell back in, in, in love, so to speak. The only ritual I had during the pandemic uh, with other hum- humans was I would watch the Washington football team's games uh, every Sunday with, with a friend and his kids, uh, my kids and his kids and, and me. And it was wonderful. And like at first it was just playing a role of the fan for my kid's sake, but I totally got sucked in. And I was yelling at the TV this year, just like like an old psycho. But I I, I really want, like I want Josh Harris to succeed for me, for my purpose, because to make my Sundays better. And all the cliches, it's all been said. Dan Steinberg had a wonderful just Kyle wrapping up what, what the team used to mean to this city. And it's all been said a million times, sure. But when you see it, like one, one thing after another from a guy who knows and a guy who can say it really well like Dan did, it's all true. Like this, this team meant the world to all my friends and me. And is that good? Is that healthy? Of course it is. But who gives a fuck? You live once. It was fun. <laughs> the end of the Washington football team's run as a uniting force is what led to the political problems in America. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, maybe because it, it, as dumbass as it sounds, everybody loved the damn football team. It'll never own the city like it did then because we got too much to do. If, if they win... I think my life will be better. My Sundays will be better. Me and my kids and my friends uh, will have have uh, fun, funner on funner Sundays again, and that's not a bad thing. Dave McKenna, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here, my friend. Oh, thanks for having me on. And when you turn on the new owner, <laughs> let's talk again. All right, <laughs> take care, Mike. And before you go, here is some quick news. A new 30-unit shelter for domestic violence survivors in Northeast will open in October. The building built by DC Safe includes rooms available within an hour's notice that include kitchens, bathrooms, and living areas. This is only the second building of its kind in DC. A sentence has been handed down in the infamous 2021 Christmas Eve road rage killing. Markel Lewis, who was convicted of second-degree murder in the fatal shooting of boxer Danny Kelly Jr., was sentenced in Prince George's County Court to 80 years behind bars. And finally, mosquitoes in two parts of Anne Arundel County have tested positive for West Nile virus. Thankfully, there have been no cases, that is no human cases, reported, and the area will be thoroughly sprayed. You should be able to avoid the buggers with some good quality bug repellent and steering clear of areas with lots of standing water. That is all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend who you'd go back to a Commander's game with? They can rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.